0: Part five of Astrophil and Stella. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Clett. Astrovill and Stella, by Sir Philip Sidney, Part five, Sonnets ninety-one to one o eight. Stella. While now by honour's cruel might, I am from you, light of my life, misled. And that fair you, my son, thus overspread with absence veil, I live in sorrow's night. If this dark place yet show like candle-light some beauty's peace, As amber-colored head, milk-hands, rose-cheeks, or lips more sweet, more red, Or seeing jets black but in blackness bright. They please, I do confess. They please mine eyes. But why? Because of you they models be. Models such be wood globes of glistering skies. Dear, therefore be not jealous over me, If you hear that they seem my heart to move. Not them, oh no! But you in them I love. Be your words made, good sir, of Indian ware, That you allow me them by so small rate. Or do you cutted Spartans imitate? Or do you mean my tender ears to spare, That to my questions you so total are? When I demand of Phoenix Stella's state, You say, forsooth, you left her well of late, O God, think you that satisfies my care. I would know whether she did sit or walk, How clothed, how waited on, Sighed she or smiled, Whereof, with whom, how often she did talk, With what pastime at time's journey she beguiled, If her lips deigned to sweeten my poor name. Say all, and all well said, Still say the same o dear life when shall it be that mine eyes thine eyes may see and in them thy mind discover whether absence have had force thy remembrance to divorce from the image of thy lover or if i myself find not after parting aught forgot nor debarred from beauty's treasure let no tongue aspire to tell in what high joys i shall dwell only thought aims at the pleasure thought therefore i will send thee to take up the place for me long i will not after tarry there unseen thou mayst be bold those fair wonders to behold which in them my hopes do carry thought see thou no place forbear enter bravely everywhere seize on all to her belonging but if thou wouldst guarded be FEARING HER BEAMS, TAKE WITH THEE STRENGTH OF LIKING, RAGE OF LONGING. THINK OF THAT MOST GRATEFUL TIME WHEN MY LEAPING HEART WILL CLIMB IN HER LIPS TO HAVE HIS BIDING. THERE THOSE ROSES FOR TO KISS, WHICH DO BREATH A SUGARED BLISS, OPENING RUBIES, PEARLS DIVIDING. THINK OF MY MOST PRINCELY POWER. When I blessed shall devour with my greedy, licorous senses beauty, music, sweetness, love, while she doth against me prove her strong darts, but weak defences, think, think of those dallyings, when with dove-like murmurings, with glad moaning, past anguish, we change eyes and heart for heart, each to other do impart. Joying till joy make us languish, oh, my thought, my thoughts surcease, thy delights, my woes increase, my life melts with too much thinking, think no more, but die in me, till thou shalt revive it be at her lips, my nectar drinking, o oh, fate, o oh, fault. O curse, child of my bliss! What sobs can give words grace my grief to show? What ink is black enough to paint my woe? Through me, wretch me, even Stella vexed is. Yet truth, if Caitiff's breath may call thee, This witness with me, that my foul stumbling So from carelessness did in no manner grow. But wit confused with too much care did miss. And do I then myself this vain excuse give? I have, live I, and know this, harmed thee. Though worlds quite me, shall I myself forgive? Only with pains my pains thus eased be, That all thy hurts in my heart's rack I read. I cry thy sighs, my dear, thy tears I bleed. Grief, find the words, for thou hast made my brain so dark with misty vapors, which arise from out thy heavy mould, that in bent eyes can scarce discern the shape of mine own pain. Do thou then, for thou canst, do thou complain for my poor soul, which now that sickness tries, which even to sense, sense of itself denies, Though harbingers of death lodge there his train. Or if thy love of plaint yet mine forbears, As a caitiff worthy so to die, Yet wail thyself, and wail with causeful tears, That though in wretchedness thy life doth lie, Yet growest more wretched than thy nature bears By being placed in such a wretch as I. Yet sighs, dear sighs, Indeed, true friends you are, That do not leave your least friend at the worst. But as you with my breast I oft have nursed, So grateful now you wait upon my care. Faint coward joy no longer tarry dare, Seeing hope yield when this woe strake him first. Delight protests he is not for the cursed, Though oft himself my mate in arms he swear. Nay, sorrow comes with such main rage, That he kills his own children, tears, Finding that they by love were made apt to consort with me. Only true sighs, you do not go away. Thank may you have for such a thankful part, Thank worthiest yet when you shall break my heart. Thought, with good cause thou likest so well the night, Since kind or chance gives both one livery, Both sadly black, both blackly darkened be, Night barred from sun, thou from thy own sunlight, Silence in both displays his sullen might, Slow heaviness in both holds one degree, That full of doubts, thou of perplexity, Thy tears express night's native moisture right, in both amazeful solitariness, In night of sprites the ghastly powers to stir, In thee or sprites or sprighted ghastliness. But, but alas, night's side the odds hath fur, For that at length yet doth invite some rest, That though still tired, yet still dost it behest. DIANE That fain would cheer her friend the night, Shows her oft at the full her fairest race, Bringing with her those starry nymphs Whose chase from heavenly standing Hits each mortal white. But ah, poor night, In love with Phoebus light, And endlessly despairing of his grace, Herself, to show no other joy hath place, Silent and sad in mourning weeds doth dight. Even so, alas, A lady, Diane's peer, With choice delights and rarest company, Would fain drive clouds from out my heavy cheer. But woe is me, though joy itself were she, She could not show my blind brain ways of joy, Will I despair my son's sight to enjoy. Ah, bed, the field where joy's peace some do see, The field where all my thought to war be trained. How is thy grace by my strange fortune stained? How thy lee-shores by my sighs stormed be! With sweet, soft shades thou oft invitest me to steal some rest. But wretch I am constrained, spurred with love's spur, Though galled and shortly reigned with care's hand, To turn and toss in thee. While the black horrors of the silent night— Paint woe's black face so lively to my sight, That tedious leisure marks each wrinkled line. But when Aurora leads out Phoebus' dance, Mine eyes then only wink, for spite perchance, That worms should have their sun, and I want mine. When far spent night persuades each mortal eye To whom nor art nor nature granted light, To lay his then mark-wanting shafts of sight, Closed with their quivers in sleep's armory. With windows ope then most my mind doth lie, Viewing the shape of darkness and delight, Takes in that sad hue which the inward night Of his mazed powers keeps perfect harmony. But when birds charm, and that sweet air Which is morn's messenger with rose-enamelled skies, Calls each white to salute the flower of bliss, in tomb of lids, then buried are mine eyes, Forced by their lord, who was ashamed to find Such light incense sense, with such a darkened mind. O oh, tears, no tears, but rain from beauty's skies, Making those lilies and those roses grow, Which I, most fair, now more than most fair, show, while graceful pity beauty beautifies. O oh, honeyed sighs which from that breast do rise whose pants do make unspilling cream to flow. Winged with whose breath so pleasing zephyrs blow as can refresh the hell where my soul fries. O plaints, conserved in such a sugared phrase, That eloquence itself envies your praise, While sobbed-out words a perfect music give. Such tears, sighs, plaints, no sorrow is but joy, Or if such heavenly signs must prove annoy, All mirth farewell, let me in sorrow live. Stella is sick. And in that sick-bed lies sweetness, Which breathes and pants as oft as she. And grace, sick too, Such fine conclusions tries, That sickness brags itself best graced to be. Beauty is sick, But sick in so fair guise, That is that paleness beauty's white we see. And joy, which is inseparate from those eyes, Stella now learns, strange case, to weep in thee. Love moves thy pain, and like a faithful page, As thy looks stir, runs up and down to make all folks pressed at thy will thy pain to swage. Nature, with care, sweats for her darling's sake, Knowing worlds pass, ere she enough can find Of such heaven stuff to clothe so heavenly mind. Where be those roses gone, which sweetened so our eyes? Where those red cheeks, which oft with fair increase did frame The height of honour in the kindly badge of shame? Who hath the crimson weeds stolen from my morning skies? How did the colour fade of those vermilion dyes Which nature's self did make, and self-ingrained the same? I would know by what right this paleness overcame that hue, Whose force my heart still unto thraldom ties. Galen's adoptive sons, Who by a beaten way their judgments hackney on, The fault of sickness lay, But feeling proof makes me say They mistake it far. It is but love, Which makes his paper perfect white, To write therein more fresh the story of delight, While beauty's reddest ink, Venus for him, doth stir. O happy Thames, that didst my Stella bear, I saw thyself with many a smiling line Upon thy cheerful face, joy's livery wear, While those fair planets on thy streams did shine. The boat for joy could not to dance forbear, While wanton winds with beauty so divine Ravished, stayed not, till in her golden hair They did themselves, O sweetest prison, twine. And fain those eels youth there would their stay, Have made, but forced by nature still to fly, First did with puffing kiss those locks display. She, so dishevelled, blushed. From window I, with sight thereof, cried out, O oh, fair disgrace, let honour self to thee grant highest place. Envious wits. What hath been mine offence, That with such poisonous care my looks you mark, That to each word, nay, sigh of mine you hark, As grudging me my sorrow's eloquence? Ah! Huh, is it not enough that I am thence? Thence, so far thence, That scarcely any spark of comfort Dare come to this dungeon dark, Where rigorous exile locks up all my sense. But if I by a happy window pass, If I but stars upon mine armour bear, Sick, thirsty, glad, though but of empty glass. Your moral notes straight my hid meaning tear from out my ribs, And puffing prove that I do stella love. Fools! who doth it deny? Who is it that this dark night underneath my window plaineth? It is one who from thy sight, being, ah, exiled, Disdaineth every other vulgar light. Why, alas, and are you he? Be not yet those fancies changed. Dear, when you find change in me, Though from me you be estranged, Let my change to ruin be. Well, in absence this will die, Leave to see, and leave to wonder. Absence sure will help, If I can learn how myself to sunder From what in my heart doth lie. But time will these thoughts remove. Time doth work what no man knoweth. Time doth, as the subject prove, With time still the affection groweth In the faithful turtle-dove. What if you new beauties see? Will not they stir new affection? I will think they pictures be Image like of saints' perfection, "'poorly counterfeiting thee. "'But your reason's purest light "'bids you leave such minds to nourish. "'Dear, do reason no such spite. "'Never doth thy beauty flourish "'more than in my reason's sight. "'But the wrongs love-bears "'will make love at length leave undertaking. "'No, the more fools it do shake "'in a ground of so firm making, "'deeper still they drive the stake. "'Peace! I THINK THAT SOME GIVE EAR, COME NO MORE, LEST I GET ANGER. BLISS, I WILL MY BLISS FORBEAR, FEARING SWEET, YOU TO ENDANGER, BUT MY SOUL SHALL HARBOR THERE. WELL BEGONE, BEGONE, I SAY, LEST THAT Argus EYES PERCEIVE YOU. OH, UNJUSTICE FORTUNES SWAY, WHICH CAN MAKE ME THUS TO LEAVE YOU, AND FROM LOUTS TO RUN AWAY unhappy sight and hath she vanished by so near in so good time so free a place dead glass dost thou thy object so embrace as what my heart still sees thou canst not spy I swear by her I love and lack that I was not in fault who bend thy dazzling race only unto the heaven of Stella's face counting but dust what in the way did lie But cease, mine eyes. Your tears do witness well That you, guiltless thereof, Your nectar missed. Cursed be the page From whom the bad torch fell. Cursed be the knight Which did your strife resist. Cursed be the coachman Which did drive so fast. With no worse curse Than absence makes me taste. O absent presence, Stella is not here. False, flattering hope, that with so fair a face bear me in hand that in this orphan place stella i say my stella should appear what say'st thou now where is that dainty cheer that told'st mine eyes should help their famished case but thou art gone now that self-felt disgrace doth make me most to wish my comfort near but here i do store a fair lady's meat who may with charm of conversation sweet make in my heavy mould new thought to grow. Sure, they prevail as much with me as he that bade his friend, but then new maimed, to be merry with him, and not think of his woe. Stella, since thou so right a princess art, of all the powers which life bestows on me, that ere by them aught undertaken be they first resort unto that sovereign part, sweet for a while give respite to my heart which pants as though it still should leap to thee and on my thoughts give thy lieutenancy to this great cause which needs both use and art and as a queen who from her presence sends whom she employs dismiss from thee my wit till it have wrought what thy own will attends on servants shame oft masters blame doth sit O oh, let not fools in me thy works reprove, And scorning say, See what it is to love. When sorrow, using mine own fire's might, Melts down his lead into my boiling breast, Through that dark furnace to my heart oppressed, There shines a joy from thee, my only light. But soon as thought of thee breathes my delight, And my young soul flutters to thee his nest. Most rude despair, my daily unbidden guest, Clips straight my wings, straight wraps me in his night, And makes me then bow down my head and say, Ah, what doth Phoebus gold that wretch avail Whom iron doors do keep from use of day? So strangely, alas, thy works in me prevail, That in my woes for thee thou art my joy, and in my joys for thee my only annoy. End of part five. End of Astrophil and Stella by Sir Philip Sidney.